At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is the Nightcap, hour number two of the Nightcap here on VSIN. As Sean is laughing at me, <laughs> what? What are you laughing about? Oh, uh, nothing, man. You're just the gift that keeps on giving. I mean, I got I got 35 year old Brad Davison. I don't know what he's doing over there for Wisconsin. It's never easy. He does look old. Laid two, laid two with uh, the Badgers. They were just up 10, and now they're up four. It's never easy. Uh, speaking of which, it would have been easy uh, to go with Florida State. Apparently, catching five at home. But, you know, synergy on this show, I would never dare go against <laughs> my uh, Smart my partner's Dookie Blue Devils I here. get violent about my Dookies. Uh, but Florida State looking to hand Duke their second ACC loss. Uh, and hopefully Wisconsin doesn't uh, blow this cover. Probably will. All right, let's, uh, let's get to Patrick Everson, though. Always great to uh, have him join us. A lot going on. A busy weekend that was... And uh, a busy weekend ahead. Real quickly, let's just sum it up real quickly because I want to get into more of the nuts and bolts of this upcoming weekend, Patrick. But overall, the weekend for the books, wild card weekend, my guess is not great. Not great. Um, I don't think it, I think it was a loss. I don't think they were able to get it to quite a wash. But I can tell you that that 49ers game made a huge, huge difference to most of the operators I spoke with. Um, leading into that game, it really, you know, as Tampa Bay was, was beating up on the Eagles, I was getting messages from multiple operators saying, we're going to need Sam. One, one bet MGM, Jason Scott said, we need San Francisco outright at this point, or we're just going to get clobbered because everything was running through Dallas into Kansas city. So, uh, and another operator said, look, we don't need them outright, but we need the 49ers to cover for sure. Uh, at the at the very least, you know they and then uh, and Chris Andrews down at the South Point, he said, you know, a dream situation would have been the Cowboys by one or two, but he mm-hmm. said short of that, it would be better off having the 49ers win that game. So that was really critical to keeping this from being a real bloodletting of a weekend. You don't need 16 games on the schedule, especially in the playoffs where interest is really ramped up for everybody to be playing parlays and money line parlays and teasers and for this liability to mount. Huge, and it would have been monster liability Sunday night 
if the Cowboys had won that game. Even if they had won, I think it would have been pretty good. Even if they only won by that one or two, and you've got all the money line parlays running into Kansas City, I think it would have been fascinating. So um, I think the books will take it. I think they were glad to get at least one underdog winning outright was was pretty key. Well, well, Patrick, the good thing was it was never in doubt. It was uh, San Francisco. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they were playing Dallas. You knew Dallas would – Find a way to fail, even though they got back into contention. Well, Jimmy G does a, his his best <laughs> right. at handing things over to teams too. So let me ask oh. you a question: uh, The line sits now. I think Green Bay five and a half most places. How important mm-hmm. is Jimmy Garoppolo if he can't go? And is Trey Lance? What is that? A half a point? Is that a point? You know, what, what does that? What will that do to the line? That's a really good question. I. I'm not very good, you know, when, when you're talking about something like Garoppolo at, at, at ascertaining his value to the spread, but I think you're going to get to seven um, and maybe more. And that's, probably, and that's probably part of what's going on right now with this line being at uh, you know, several shops are at six right now. Um, but, uh, uh, and that may, that may be part of the move. But what I thought was fascinating about this game is kind of how this evolved in the matter of about, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes on Sunday night when the opening lines finally started to drip out. Uh, I was talk- I was going back and forth on text messages with three or four different odds makers. Zachary Lucas, or three or four different books, Zachary Lucas, trading analyst at Twin Fires, they went up at five and a half, and he said, we got sharp San Francisco money right away. We're at five. I'm like, oh, well, that's interesting. And so I tweeted that out. Um, and then I saw that Caesars slash William Hill, it's still sort of William Hill here. It's a, at least if I bet it here, it's through the William Hill app. Um, I saw they went up at four and a half, and I knew Twin Spires had already come down to five. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's kind of intriguing because I kind of like the Packers at four and a half at home in, you know, at Lambeau with Aaron Rodgers. And, but I didn't bet it. I just thought, nah, that's kind of interesting. I need to keep an eye on that. And like a couple of minutes later, Superbook comes back at five and a half. And I'm like, okay, if Superbook's at five and a half, I don't think that four and a half is going to last. So I immediately jump back into my William Hill app. And it's gone. It's fine. <laughs> so I just went ahead and bet the pack. I just bet the Packers five right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I know five is a weird number. It's a wonky number. I, not, I may not be getting any value or anything, but look, it's six now at most places. And if somehow this issue with Garoppolo is is you know keeps him, you know limits him at all or worse keeps him out, it ain't gonna be six at the end of the week. And uh, the five hopefully will look good. I would have rather had the four and a half, but um, I, when I saw Superbook at five and a half, knowing what the other books have done, I was like, I, I don't think this is going down. I don't think this is going to get back to four and a half anyway. So I took the five, or laid the five, and and move on. But it was kind of fascinating how kind of how the books were kind of jockeying a little bit with the number, and how fast the reaction time is. It, it's 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 kind of neat to watch. Talking to our good friend Patrick Everson. Covers uh, props.com. I, I, I didn't, <laughs> it I didn't, happens. It's I didn't okay. say it. I didn't say it. Uh, props.com. It's okay, man. Uh, it's okay. I owe, I owe those people a great deal of credit. <laughs> Love them all. At Patrick E underscore Vegas on Twitter. I want to get to the nightcap on Sunday. And we've seen some movement towards the dog here. Kansas City here at Circa. Only a one and a half point favorite. As that has continued to drop. Two and other spots in town. Uh, what has been the report and action so far on Buffalo, Kansas City. Yeah, this was another interesting one that uh, uh, that I discussed with John Murray at the Superbook on Sunday night as the as this line uh, as this line posted, and 
I, I, you know, I think a lot of people thought it would be KC three just because they're at home and they've been the you know, two time defending AFC champions. But what John said was on Sunday night, we don't think the chiefs should be giving the full field goal here. The bills manhandled them in the first meeting, but, but then he added this. He said, more importantly, we remember how the Sharp K's guys bet that game. And we're talking about week five, Bills at Chiefs. He said, we remember how the Sharp guys bet that game, all Buffalo. He said, we saw a lot of respected players take the Bills on Saturday night against the Patriots, and we felt confident they would take plus three if we put it up. So they didn't. They put, them up, they put the Bills plus two and a half, and they went to two real quickly. And as you noted, Tim, Circa did likewise, and Circa's down to one and a half. Uh, Superbook is still at two, but hasn't moved off that at all. And I just think it's interesting. I don't, if I had to guess, I would feel like the public will come in on Kansas city enough to push this back up to three. I would think really, but the fact that circus, well, I would look talking, just thinking from a sheer public betting perspective, I would think, but then I was going to give the caveat here. If circus at one and a half now, and Superbook hasn't moved at all off of two after initially opening two and a half and going to two. Maybe not. I mean, you might have seen the best number you're going to get on the Bills, uh, you know. And 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 last impressions certainly matter too. And obviously, Kansas City beat the hell out of Pittsburgh, but everybody expected that. Mm-hmm. Um, Buffalo really looked impressive. What was it? Seven, 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 oh, seven drives, gosh. seven touchdowns. That was spectacular. I mean, it was insane. So yeah, it was it was really good. So I don't. I don't have a good feel, but you know, maybe you've gotten maybe that two and a half that was out there. Um, maybe that ends up being the best number you get on Buffalo. I don't know. Talking to our good friend, Patrick Everson at Patrick E underscore Vegas. Patrick, we got a couple minutes left. Uh, let's try to run through these other two games. <laughs> Cincy and Tennessee, sure. uh, this game opened, there was a rogue two and a half and it was gone. It might actually, I think it actually got the two for like a second and then gone. Uh, and now, it's at four, three and a half, depending on where you look. So has it been a steady stream of Tennessee money uh, in this early game? Yeah, I think, I think that's a, that's a safe way to put it. And I'm, I'm just checking through some of the other, uh, some of the other books as they are, as they are uh, updating their numbers here. But when I talked about this with, with John Murray on Sunday night, I, I, I would guess they're not too thrilled. They've gone this way, but, um, he said that he felt two and a half was the right spot. He said, we saw the market open a little higher, but we don't agree. So they opened two and a half, but they got to three and a half in a hurry. And as you said, I think there's some fours hanging out there now. And in fact, the Superbook is up four uh, as well on this game. Um, he said some of their guys in the risk room of the Superbook were closer to Titans field, uh, Titans pick than mm-hmm. field goal. So, uh, but he noted the Bengals are a hot team right now. He said they should get some public support. And they, he said they got a ton of public support Saturday against the Raiders. And then uh, before we wrap things up, so we got about uh, 90 seconds, sure. Rams and Tampa, uh, both of these teams, you know, Tampa, as Sean said, it was JV versus varsity on this one. Yeah, a light warm-up game. But the Rams looked as dominant as ever, and you're looking at an offensive line that's a little bit banged up there for the Bucks. I know Sean's worried about that. Uh, right now you could get a two-and-a-half if you like Tampa Bay, uh, but it's getting to three uh, here in some other spots. So what's the uh, early action on Tampa and L.A.? Right. And the Superbook right now sitting at three even money. And to your point, a few others at three, uh, minus 05, three even. So, uh, again, th- this is one that obviously didn't go up to last night. I was talking with Neil Fitzroy, uh, also at the Superbook, one of the risk managers over there. 
And really, and this was shortly after last night's game, he said, we opened Bucks minus two and a half, minus 110, and he said it's been one-way Bucks traffic so far. So they adjusted the juice last night and then came back this morning or today and went to three. And to your point, Tim, he said uh, both teams impressive wildcard wins, but the Bucks have lost a couple important offensive weapons. He said as long as Brady is under center, though, it's tough to count them out. They expect solid two-way after the number settles in, and perhaps it does settle in at three. Check out the website. It is props.com. Great info, as always. Patrick E underscore Vegas on Twitter. Patrick, as always, we appreciate it, and uh, enjoy the weekend. I I will certainly do so, and you guys have a great week. Thank you very much for having me on. You too, boss. Always a pleasure having Patrick Everson on the show. Got some questions about that matchup with the Bucks next right here on the Nightcap. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check out our current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for Moneyline, over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits, just another way. VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game on vsin.com. Also, I've been noticing it's a pretty cool feature here on the show. That's Sean King, the gentleman and a scholar. Got some betting splits here on the side here, and uh, Sean is geeked up. Because he's got his uh, Duke Blue Devils making a little comeback here. Hey, that's a foul, ref. Down in Tallahassee. Okay, okay, okay. Buckets. Yes. All tied up. 65. Here we go. Tied up. All. Minute left. Let's go, baby. Touch the floor. Duke defense time. Uh, this game went off oh, we're five and a half. Oh, my God. This is sacrilegious. Well, they've been playing zone. That's what's led to their comeback here. So, it's been a nice Oof. nice comeback here for the oh, Dukies. That, oh, wow. Oh, that is yeah. a terrible shot. Florida State. Is all right. Duke has the ball, tie ball game, 47 seconds to go. Ball goes to the wing. Bonchero holds the ball at the top. We don't need to do play by play. I think that's actually illegal to do. Time uh, out. Exact play by play. Uh, Just a little snippet. 65 all right now between Duke and Florida State. And I think I speak for a lot of people 
who have Florida State plus five and a half tickets, no overtime. By the way, <laughs> end uh, this game now. Puck's I don't have either. Puck Shadamis, uh picked the Flames to beat the Panthers tonight. It's currently five to one. Not over. I learned my lesson yesterday with the yeah. Knights, who are up three zero, and decided to lay all the way down. Overall, for uh, for your boy uh, on the college hoop front today, uh, VCU uh, they decided to uh, just just crumble. You should just roll with me, to be honest. In what? In puck? In yeah, hockey? just well, copy my, my, puck, my, my me, NHL plays. Yeah, it'd be nice if you let me know. Well, I mean, you get up here every day. I talked to Jim Root today, and I talked to Jared, and I talked to such and such. I didn't talk to Jared. You, you, talk- don't, you don't text me. What are your plays today? Sean talked to Jared today. And, no, uh, I follow him on Twitter, and, and play- I saw him post it. And you played, a, <laughs> you played soccer. a soccer match. I was bored. It was early. <laughs> I went to this great. I finally found grits in Henderson, Nevada. Went to this great restaurant. I'm not going to say their name because they aren't, you know, compensating the, the network yet. But <laughs> I finally found grits this morning. I've been <laughs> looking for someone to you have ate grits. Some, you ate some good grits. You say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go bet some soccer. Well, here's what happened. I, I, I presumed <laughs> that there would be college basketball on, but Baylor didn't come on to two. There you it was go. a little bit earlier. Duke up two. Yes, they are. I wanted to go to uh, a cigar lounge and have me a morning stick. And so I was like, oh, Chelsea's playing Premier League. Who do I know that knows soccer? Well, won't do that again. You get mad at me for betting college basketball. First I of watch all, college basketball. I dipped my toe in the water, and now I'm completely removing You've myself. cleansed yourself? Yes, yes. It's been your cleanse? You drown five times and still come back to life and I jump in the same stop. pool again. That's no, what I'm but, saying. But I love college basketball. I don't, so it doesn't love you I, back, I'm though. Gonna, I'm going to fight my way out of this hole. Love is a two-way thing. I'm in a big hole. i got to fight my way out of this bad yeah. boy. But tonight, it was Wisconsin came home. That was nice. VCU did me dirty. Iona, I took on the money line. They went in overtime. But the Bonnies, woo, 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 woo. Got smoked by Dayton. So a two and two day, lost a little bit on the juice. So what are you going to do? But man, you nice comeback take, for the Dukies yeah, here. You should take a break. Nah. It doesn't love you back. Nah, I'll be back at it. I'm telling you, man, when that thing is one way, they have other words for it crazy, deranged, nah, well, well, jail. But what happened last? I got, by the way, we just changed the Duke game on the. Carlos Alcaraz and Dusan Lajovic are now on the TV instead of. Yeah, the Duke, okay, it's up top. Yeah, the Duke game up there. I can't hide like where I'm looking at when you put it up top, guys. So 12, to, by the way, uh, final seconds here. We'll just play it out. Duke and Florida State. If you had Florida State plus five and a half, you're hoping they shoot a three. Uh, Duke I ain't hoping they miss back it. to man-to-man. Give me that. And, oh, oh, boy. Gosh. Oh, boy. Well, that's good. Overtime is oh, where what? Oh, boy. Dogs go to die. Oh, oh. that's a foul, ref. Half-court shot. And we're going to overtime. And all of those people who had Florida State plus five and a half, it's the right side the entire night. And now you're. Why do they play the game? They play the whole game, right? If that includes overtime, it's overtime. I mean, it's the right side. You cash the ticket. Let's go, Duke. Win this by 10. You played 40 minutes. You took a plus five and a half bet. And. The game is tied. I know exactly what you're saying. You are on the right side. All right. Enough of college basketball. We'll get you an updated line here in just a moment on this game. Uh, We'll pull that up. But you mentioned Tristan Wirfs and the concerns there for the left tackle of the Bucs 
Also, Ryan Jensen, the center, dealing with a foot injury. Bruce Arians said they likely won't practice until Friday. Going up against Aaron Donald and company, as they looked as dominant as ever up front, how worried does that make you about the Bucks offense if Wirfs and or Jensen aren't 100% or maybe don't even play? Well, I mean, <laughs> if San Francisco loses Trent Williams or... I know, that's what I'm saying. Know, but they, but they Green have Green Bay him. without Bakhtiari. I mean, well, they had him without... you find ways to win when you're an elite team, but, but the difference it's is... not the most beneficial for you. Green especially Bay. when you're playing a team like the Rams. If it was the Eagles game, it's not as big a deal. But the Rams... Listen, it's 31 and a half sacks this season between Vaughn Miller, Leonard Floyd, and Aaron Donald. So they have three guys. I think Vaughn Miller and Leonard Floyd have nine and a half each, and I think Donald's at 12 and a half, if I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, of course, and you got an all-pro, first-team all-pro lineman, you want him healthy. You have a center that knows Brady's cadence, understands his checks, you know, because a lot of times Brady goes right down to one second left on the play clock as he's changing plays, you know, adjusting protection. So, that comfort level that exists with Jensen is significant. Having said that, all year Tampa's been dealing with injuries and they just keep finding a way to win. I love that the game is in Tampa. Um, mm-hmm. I do think the humidity will affect the Rams on certain levels. But again, I just I don't feel comfortable yet either way. I mean, you think there's no Fournette, there's no Ronald Jones, no Chris Godwin, no Antonio Brown, potentially no Tristan Wirfs. I'm telling Levante David was running around, but he looks hurt. By the way, the uh, and Tampa's still favored. Yeah, still favored. Uh, so just think about if you, a field goal. So, so the Rams are missing Robert Woods. Think about if you also took away Cooper Cup. Oh yeah, the left tackle and one of the one of their linebackers, or their best linebacker is. I mean, Tampa would be favored by seven points. Mm-hmm. Tampa's missing all those guys and still favored. Yeah, three. It's down to two and a half. So once again, if you like Tampa. And there the Rams beat them pretty good. There. Although Brady threw for 400 in week three, the Rams beat them pretty good. Well, the interesting thing was, Sean, that Stafford threw for two something, three something, 342, I think. And four touchdowns in their first meeting. However, in this past weekend, he wasn't asked to do much. He only threw 17 passes. Well, varsity versus JV. No, I understand that. Yeah. Uh, just a quick update. We're about a minute and a half into overtime. Florida State leading 70-69. to 69. Your live line right now is Florida State minus 135 on the money line, Duke plus 105 on the buyback at DraftKings. This was an interesting stat they just flashed up on the broadcast. Florida State has won a Division I best 12 consecutive overtime games. Well, it ends tonight. All right, there you go. Yeah. So that plus 105 is Gucci. Now so, it's uh, minus 105. <laughs> yeah. They know. They hear us talking. Well, it's funny. Florida State opens overtime with a three, and it immediately goes Florida State minus 220, Duke plus 170. I would have loved to grab Duke at plus 170. And honestly, if you are able to on DraftKings sit here in overtime, I feel like you're, you have a good opportunity to potentially get plus money on both sides. Yeah. But Taylor, uh, Nikki Pats, Aaron. I know you guys have those apps, man. Listen, everything you got in your account, put it on Duke Moneyline. If it doesn't come through, you can always add more money. This is a great <laughs> chance to double up. The worst <laughs> advice ever. It's almost as bad as randomly taking man, a listen, soccer game. You're getting in the Duke plus money right now? Come on, we're going to win this game. 
That's a foul, ref. As Paolo Boncaro gets, foul. gets his gets his stuff thrown. Oh gosh, I never seen Jeremy put I'm like. Oh God. Sean talking like he. <sighs> you should be. A, you should be a play-by-play broadcaster for Duke. You'd be tremendous. Oh no, I have to change my whole tune. Yeah. Uh, Duke has taken the lead, seventy-one dumb, to seventy. I know how to keep under a job. Three, under three minutes to go <laughs> uh, in this one, and uh, the number one team in the lands, or number six team in the lands, uh, on the ropes. But nice comeback. They were down. Were they down double figures. Oh, that's a brick. What are we doing here? <laughs> oh man, we just need a Tampa. The Bay good thing about that, you can go in-game bet it again because now Duke's probably plus money. So. Again, Nikki Pats, Taylor, Aaron, hit Duke money line right quick. Nope, they're gonna hit a three here. Bang bang. Boom! 74-72, Duke with 216 to go. We'll get you updated on that. A little more divisional round talk, too. It is the nightcap here on VCN. This is the nightcap on VCN, the sports betting network. If you've missed any part of our show, it's been good, just saying, or anything else on the VSIN schedule, don't forget you can check out our free sports betting podcasts. Catch replays of all our shows, download and listen on your schedule. Go to vsin.com slash podcast. You'll get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander, Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. We've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, My Guys in the Desert, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more. They're all free, folks. Available now. VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. 36 seconds and rolling left in Tallahassee, Tallahassee, Florida. 78-77, the Blue Devils leading by one point. I do like the fact that Bonchero made both of his free throws. That's the trait of great players. In the clutch, down the stretch, wanting the ball to get to the free throw line, but then coming through. I'm a great free throw shooter. <laughs> you got to be in the game to get filed. How do you even know? Uh, you talking about practice? Man, you're mean. You're it's mean. joking. It was right there. I mean. No. Well, I was joking because I actually own a record at my college for really? the single season worst free throw percentage oh. in school history. 25% my junior year. What did you, one of four? Uh, eight for 31. Wow. Pretty good. And I had a game where I went four for four. So really I was four for 27 uh, in 24 games. What was that, double dribble where the rim used to move? <laughs> you had to, like, match it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what's man. interesting? Real quickly, and, and I think we're going to have Jim Root on tomorrow. Uh, and I want to ask him and other college basketball folks, because right now – as the final seconds are rolling down, we'll keep you updated. Duke and Florida State. Utah State's up on Fresno State 19-8 to early on in that game. Fresno State was a three-and-a-half-point favorite. It's interesting to note that a lot of these venues in California mm-hmm. are no longer allowing fans. Yeah, Super Bowl going to be in Dallas. And you saw, ooh, a block was just called uh, on the Dukies. That was. This was a terrible defensive play. Um, I guess who? Roach. So you look at over the weekend – you know, we had last week when I did my stupid five-leg parlay, almost as dumb as you betting soccer, um, wow. UCLA what a mean thing to say. <laughs> lost to Oregon, no fans. And Mick Cronin, by the way, had some uh, interesting comments today about that. 
And then USC, also without fans, lost to Oregon as well. So something to keep an eye on if you're maybe getting a little bit of extra value because everywhere else, as of right now, has fans except for portions of California. 79-78, Florida State This is your last the lead. chance to empty out the online account that. on Duke to win the game. I'm telling you, they're about to make this shot. What is it now? Somebody tell me. What is it? Plus what? Uh, they haven't updated it yet at DraftKings. I'm 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 refreshing as we go. Uh, last check, it was minus. It was still minus one. No, it's plus something now. I understand. I'm looking yeah. at the screen in front of me. And buckets. Jeez. Oh, he got filed, ref. <laughs> My ear. Florida State has won. I told you guys not to bet this game. Terrible advice. John King. I should have I should have cigar betted him. I was thinking about it. It was on the tip of my tongue, and I didn't do it. I didn't know the refs were gonna cheat. <laughs> I mean, he obviously got fouled at the end. I mean, come on. Oh, uh, Florida State. They should give you a refund when that happens. Look at it. We still make teams rush the floor when they beat us. Oh, I think like 97% of the games that Duke loses, they rush the floor. Uh so Florida State has beaten Duke tonight. Duke. Can I just make a, a overall you can say whatever you want. Evaluation. And this is one of my pet peeves with Coach K. And this is where me and him, you know, we, I fall out with him over this. You know, we had a team that had R.J. Barrett and Zion Williamson on it. And for some reason, at the end of every game, he gave the ball to R.J. Barrett. And Zion Williamson is sitting on the wing doing nothing. And R.J. Barrett, I don't think, made a shot. Cam Reddish, too. Yeah, Cam was opting out half the time. Uh, tonight. We have the potential number one pick in the NBA draft in Paulo Banchero. And Wendell Moore is at the top of the key going one-on-one. Like, I, I don't get Gotta Coach keep K's reasoning at the end of these games. I was like, asked. Give the ball to Banchero. If we lose with him, fine. Oui. I'm cool with that. We oui. Jeez, it's the reason Wendell Moore has been in college for three years. <laughs> Golly. I was at the Duke – Michigan State Elite Eight game in Washington, D.C. And it was it was unbelievable to watch it just melt right there. R.J. Barrett was throwing things Bro. off of the backboard, the side of the backboard, and almost, Zion Williamson is the most unstoppable college basketball player we've seen in quite some time. I like, almost filed for divorce after that game. I got literally almost quit Duke. I'm for real. I had seen Coach K do this. And I'd seen R.J. Barrett do this. This was not the first time. He did this multiple times at the end of games. Zion Williamson would be on his way to a triple-double, and for some reason, R.J. Barrett has the ball at the top of the key. And I, I don't I, – And I'm, what – I turned my TV off, and I said, God, I don't want to make a rash, emotional decision right now, so I'm going to sleep on this. But I'm t- I almost broke up with Duke. It's a 30-year relationship. Almost ended. I feel bad for you. My condolences. We got the number one pick in the draft standing on the side, and Wendell Moore, a three-year college player, is going one-on-one at the top of the key. And Coach Cage is over there, hands in his pockets. Toupee in place. That's not toupee. It's just a very, very well-dyed hair there. So. Uh, shout out to and our, I'm just frustrated. Shout out to uh, shout out to Russell. Because that was a uh, winnable game. On Twitter. Uh, great yeah. call. And hopefully it went money line. Jeez. On that, I mean, that would have been a little bit of a sweat, but uh, great, uh, great call there. As uh, Russell, loyal listener to the program, said, "I'm rolling with the fade of Duke and UNC. Both lost outright in the Sunshine State. wasn't too sunny, sunny today. All right, 
We're going to take a little pause from playoff talk because we still have not had one coaching vacancy filled yet, correct? Nope. And do we have more? We don't know about Rich Passaccia here in Las Vegas. We don't know about Mike McCarthy in Dallas, so we could potentially see more. But a lot of guys getting interviews around the league, but no job has been filled just yet. So what is your take so far on where we stand in this whole coaching carousel, which is been, it hasn't been a carousel yet. Here's what's started to happen in the National Football League. And this started about two years ago. And uh, as I talk to people around the league, they're very aware of it. And I think it's something that the NFL really needs to get under control. The owners, the teams, use a head coaching vacancy as an opportunity just to gather as much information from future or current opponents as possible. So that's why you see all these guys who you've never really even heard of getting interviewed for head coaching jobs. Okay, let's come over. Let me let's interview these two guys and see if we can figure out, you know, what Green Bay does at the line of scrimmage. Like, what's their audible system like? Like, how do they process it? Uh, is the O line communicating this? Is Rogers and, and it's really turned into something that's not spearheaded by, okay, these are the viable candidates. Let's actually figure out which one of them is the best fit for us with our current roster and, and make a decision and, and move forward. Like when you see some of these guys getting interviewed, come on, that's how the Giants ended up with Joe Judge. Mm-hmm. That's the worst thing that happens is you, you get greedy as an organization. You're trying to film all these sessions and get this information. Then you fall in love with a guy who's not ready to be a head coach. And all of a sudden, three years later, you just wasted three years of resources, money, player, uh, Got to buy him out. Right. Like, come on, man. It, it, it's getting ridiculous. Well, like, look at David Culley, for instance. I mean, He's going to walk away with $22 million for one year of coaching. Like, let, let, can we agree that the guys or the people that own NFL teams, because it's more than just men, are extremely brilliant? Well, they had to do something well. They don't generally fire someone unless they have an idea of someone better that they can hire in their place. So think about when these firings started and occurred. Mm-hmm. And come on, we haven't had one job fill yet. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It, it, I'm just telling you. They're, they're it just, felt like it, you know, and in recent years, it's it happened so fast, and now we've had all these openings, and you know, there might be some coaches they're waiting for. Well, there've been some position coaches that have gotten interviewed for head jobs. Like, come on, uh, it, like really? It has been bizarre. To see, didn't Heinz Ward get an interview with the Texans? <laughs> Isn't he coaching like wide receivers in the FCS or something He's like FAU that? He's FAU with Willie Taggart. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Like, I just. What do you think it was like when he got that call? He's like, do you want me to interview for the wide receivers said, job? It, no offense. To no, Heinz. it's not a knock, yeah, but he's just, a wide receivers coach at FAU. It enhances the point. Like, yeah, the quarterback coach at Green Bay got interviewed by, I think, the Broncos. Like, come on, man. I, not the OC. Not the D.C. You give me coach. He's not even been an O.C. yet. Kind of want to hit this on the other side of the break. Should the Cowboys make a move at head coach? <laughs> they should fire everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Where is that team going? They got one of the highest payrolls in the NFL. They sure do. Jeez. Uh, um, so. <laughs> Can't say he's not paying you. Yeah, no. That is, that is for sure. So we will uh, – We will see the Blue Devils go down tonight. Florida State, stunner. 
against Sean's Dukies in overtime. 13 straight. The Florida State Seminoles in overtime. It's the nightcap. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. VEASAN has a new offer, and it's great to help you make this your best betting year ever. Our all-new Big Game Big Dan special provides VEASAN plus all access to everything we do from now through April 5th for only 69 bucks. Sign up now and get our daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming Big Game and College Hoops betting guides, plus full access to VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. It's one of the most exciting Betting seasons of the year. You don't want to miss out. One of the best deals either. Visit vcin.com slash big deal to sign up today. It is the nightcap here on vcin. I love Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus joining us at the top of the hour. In case you missed it, Florida State as a five and a half point home dog. Let the lead slip out of their fingertips against the Blue Devils, but ultimately got it back, forced overtime, and Florida State, Wins in overtime against Duke, 79-78. to A very nice win for Florida State. Sean couldn't bear to talk about it more, so he had to you know, step out and cry a little bit. Uh, he'll be back for our next segment. Um, but Florida State gets it done. Very nice win uh, to, I wouldn't say wrap up the college basketball evening. We still have one more game going on, but uh, that is uh, out in the Mountain West. Utah State, as a road dog, is up 16 over Fresno State right now. Light night. In the NBA, only just uh, two games out there as Minnesota came back to beat New York, which is great for uh, the underplay on New York wins at 43 here at Circa. Thank you, JVT, as we will try to wish that one home. By the way, JVT does a great job of keeping you updated on where you are to clinch either an overbet. Let's say you bet over on Cleveland. You're feeling pretty good there. Or an underbet. You bet under on the Lakers, you're also feeling pretty good. I believe the Lakers are nine losses away from clinching the under. It's January 18th. Uh, the Warriors right now uh, taking it to the Detroit Pistons as that one sitting at 83-63. to 63. And uh, Steph Curry in that one 
as uh, 18 points, already four threes. Clay Thompson, 19 points in that one as well. They went off as 15.5-point home favorites, and uh, they are up right now by 20. So once again, Minnesota did get the win, didn't get the cover, though. They closed as four-point road favorites over the New York Knicks. So Eric Eager going to join us at the top of the hour. You know, taking a look at where we stand right now, divisional round weekend, we spent a lot of time on the Packers and 49ers just because of the uncertainty uh, that is around the 49ers. And this Jimmy Garoppolo news is fascinating to me. I don't know if it's being, you know, coy, possum, whatever it is for Kyle Shanahan. We know Kyle Shanahan always keeps things close to the vest. But this number ticked up just a hair today to six. But if Jimmy Garoppolo is not playing, this thing is headed towards eight, nine. Does it get the double figures? I, I don't know if we'll even know. Maybe we get reports later. But, you know, you think about Nick Bosa dealing with a concussion. Is he going to be able to play? Uh, Fred Warner expected to play, but another big loss. And the Packers, you know, something we were looking at uh, with the Packers is, you know, where will they ultimately, you know, stub their toe? Will they get all the way to the Super Bowl? Will they win the Super Bowl? Next round, obviously, whether it be Tampa Bay or Los Angeles, I think their matchup against Los Angeles, even though Cam Akers looked phenomenal, you have to like their matchup against Los Angeles, uh, just because we saw it last year and they took advantage and, and really bullied the Los Angeles Rams. This was the matchup that I worried most for Green Bay. If you had had a Green Bay future, was this really ground and pound type of rushing attack led by the San Francisco 49ers? But, you know, if, if you're going to be missing pieces and then you look on the left side of the line there, is David Bakhtiari going to be fully healthy? We talked to John Kuhn about it. And he seemed a bit concerned about David Bakhtiari and the performance that we saw against the Detroit Lions. Only played the first half. Was it fatigue setting in? Or was it just, let's just get him out of there, load management style? You know, what can we expect from David Bakhtiari on the left side of the line? You know, once again, the rest of the line is, is getting healthier. Jair Alexander anticipated back. Uh, you know, John Kuhn letting us know that Zadarius Smith, he felt like, looked tremendous. Uh, so far in practice, so that's a you know a big coup and a big win there uh, for the Green Bay Packers. But you know, where is this line going to ultimately close? Opens five and a half, and now sitting at six. And I know everyone tries to find teasers in the playoffs, and it's a lot harder now to do. And usually, when you're teasing something, you want to have it north of seven, so you get through all those key numbers. But you can get the Packers down to a pick in this situation, and do you tease it up with a team like the Bills? The tricky part about the Bills and Chiefs game is that total being as high as that it is. Those points aren't nearly as valuable as some other games uh, across the regular season. I mean, a 54.5 total is, is pretty astronomical uh, when you think all things considered, but I would say the way that line is moving, what did you see last from the Buffalo Bills and how they're playing? Look, I predicted when we did our, you know, bracket earlier last week about you know who would advance where I, I think the Bills win this game however earlier in the year the Bills went in there and, and dominated this one and usually as we saw with Georgia and Alabama we've seen it plenty other times you know do those teams that get the win early on in the year 
does the other exact their revenge? The 49ers and Packers played earlier this year in week three. I felt like the Packers, I mean, the Packers really felt like they hit their groove later on in the season and were cruising along. Bills and Chiefs, to me, you know, I haven't placed a bet on this yet. And, you know, we're flashing up the, the box score of what it was back in week five when Kansas City was in a rut. I mean, look, there are people on our network, on other networks saying the Chiefs aren't going to make the playoffs, and that just seems silly. It was There was a great opportunity to buy low on the Kansas City Chiefs, and to me, it was that Raiders game. Because remember this schedule for the Kansas City Chiefs. They get hammered by the Bills. They squeak past Washington. They get crushed by the Titans. Uh, I think that was, was that a Monday nighter? I can't remember. They play a Monday nighter against the Giants at home. They don't cover. They look bad. The Packers don't have Aaron Rodgers when they played. They went 13-7. to Late touchdown gets the cover for the Packers. And then it was the ultimate buy-low opportunity for Kansas City. And that Week 12 performance, or Week 10 performance, excuse me, against the Raiders feels like when they turn things around, now have they completely turned it around? You look at what Buffalo was able to do against New England. I mean, that was almost an immaculate game. I mean, seven drives, seven scores, no punts, no field goals. It was incredible to see what they did. And Kansas City, you know, they had a stretch there where the defense was was the thing stepping up the most for them. Josh Allen feels like he's playing at a elite level. Like what we saw a little bit last year from Josh Allen and he goes 21-25 against the Patriots. He's running the ball extremely well. And how are the Kansas City Chiefs going to slow him down? Is this something that they are you know, ready for? Would, at two or one and a half, the Bills be worth a teaser look? I think a lot of people will be looking to tease them up potentially. But my worry is you're looking at a high total, so it's not as valuable as points to, to be teasing through. Can you see the Chiefs running away and hiding from the Buffalo Bills? I don't know, man. I mean, I look at the way the Bills' defense played against New England. The Micah Hyde play, I feel like, is getting overlooked a little bit. I mean, that Micah Hyde interception changed the entire feeling of that game. Now, look, New England couldn't stop them at any point in the game, but that defensive play from Hyde in the end zone on the Bills or on the Patriots' first drive, felt like it completely changed the feeling of that game. So certainly worth a look there. And then you know you look at the Rams in Tampa Bay, and what have you seen you know from them lately? I feel like people are going to lean towards the Rams here because you're getting that feeling of Werfs and Jensen are a little bit banged up, as we know. Uh, they might not practice until later this week, as Sean has said. He is certainly nervous about that. I feel like this is an opportunity to buy the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at a cheap price. I really do. And Tampa Bay down to two and a half at South Point. That's one of the few two and a halves out there. And as we know, our friends at South Point, they don't juice either side. So they do it minus 110 both ways. I know it's a, it's a bit of a risk, especially with the uncertainty of Wirfs and Jensen. McVay has, has been great uh, as a head coach. But I got Tom Brady on one side, and I got another quarterback that they don't feel like they're fully trusting. OBJ played tremendous against the Arizona Cardinals. The defensive front looked really strong. 
but I can get Tampa Bay as a short home favorite against the Rams. Hard to pass up Tampa Bay laying that two and a half. We'll get all the thoughts of Eric Eager when he joins us, and maybe Sean has wiped the tears away from that Duke loss. He'll rejoin us too. It's the nightcap here on Beast. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare